Welcome back, everyone, to another exciting episode of Vino Volley. We're back, episode We're three. Back. My name is Michael Wall, and with me is my very lovely co-host, Ryan Rebecca. Oh, thank you. All right, Ryan. So, as always, when we start this episode, there's usually one or two things that we need to correct. Or I say... I need to correct. I don't, th- I don't think, have you Have you had any corrections? No, weirdly enough, I don't do any reading and or math, and I somehow have come out unscathed. Fair but enough. you, you're an honest Well, the first one, first one was my wife. I didn't fuck that up. No, no, I'm saying, like, no. the first the first one oh, okay. wasn't me. <laughs> okay. Jesus Christ, just relax. I'm very defensive. Yeah. The first C- one was... A caged animal. Yeah, the first one was, was my wife, and we, you know, obviously it was, it was a beautiful mistake. Hey, right? A lovely goof. Yeah. Yeah. This one was all me. So as we, you know, we'll, we'll hope that this is a segment that doesn't really continue, but probably will because it, just the nature we don't really do any fact checking. Yeah, the Mike Wall honesty hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And <laughs> as we're as we're getting in, when we get into the topic, we'll we'll see that there's there's probably next episode we might need to make one or two corrections. But fingers crossed, we're gonna we're gonna get through one where we don't. All so, right, clear the air. Real real quick, when talking about the wines that we purchased for. The episodes, what we're trying to define, we, we talked about like where we were, where our, our price range was. And we talked about how, or I said that, you know, the most expensive bottle I bought was a bottle of Camus that I got as a gift from my brother-in-law, which was partially true. Half true. I did buy the bottle of Camus. Okay. But it was not a gift. Justin, my brother-in-law, had asked me to buy it for him, to which he Venmoed me the full amount. He may have given me an... <laughs> <laughs> couple, of, couple extra cents. Yeah. And interest. then was nice enough to allow me to drink it with him. Excellent. So I didn't pay a dime for this delicious wine. Okay. It wasn't a gift. It was gifted to me to enjoy it with him. So kudos to him, chivalrous man. Yep. He's always sharing the wealth. And yeah. I appreciate it. It was a delicious bottle. But so that's that's the truth. You've come clean. I, I Your conscience is clear. I can sleep again. So we're 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 past that. How the hell are you? What's been going on? Oh, the people want to know. The people want to know. Uh, let's see. I mean, well, they don't want to know, but they're going to hear about it. Yeah, they're going to hear. They're going to hear it. They're going to. They're. Uh, they're going. They're, they're going to get it. Well, let's see. Uh, soccer season's ended today, both for my four-year-old pre-KK, as did for my daughter. This morning it was a back and forth battle for a half an hour, ended in a six-six real tie, not like a fake like you sports tie. And I got my oldest out to help me coach today. It was beautiful. It was lovely. Sun was shining. I didn't have to yell at my oldest, so that was a win to start the day. Uh, and then we had a very frustrating 3-2 loss in my oldest, his fourth grade travel game. I think the kids were ready to be done. But it's over and done with. See them all in the spring. Very proud of the boys. It was a great season. I learned a lot from coaching. I did not uh, learn a thing. No, no, you know. More technique, more kind of in-game strategy stuff, especially at the nine-year-old level, as much as you can. Yeah. What's really gone on this past week that the people need to know about? Yes. Now you and I. to do with soccer. hundred percent. No, I'm taking you on a ride. Come with me on this voyage. No pun intended. Or pun intended. Yeah. Yeah, it's a ride. You and I are on the on the wrong side of 35. In fact, yes. you are going to be 39 coming up in a few short months. Three months. Thank you. Four months. We don't do. Yeah. Four months. And, and I shortly thereafter, almost a month of the day. Yep. We're getting old, Earth. and I found myself developing uh, not only nuances, but I am just acquiring hobbies at a rapid and aggressive rate. So I ran this by you earlier this week, and I have become Ryan Rebecca train guy. I have, 
I got the Chew the hard on. <laughs> That's a train fart noise. I have acquired like I have acquired copious amounts of antique trains on Facebook Marketplace, and my vision is to create this Christmas scene, get the ceramic villages out, train going, holiday spirit, through the roof, but I'm a train guy. I mean, all the power to you. Yeah, thank you. You, you set a beautiful scene. I'm thank sure you. it's going to be lovely. You kind of leapt a few decades there. Oh, so yeah. So, like, now we're going to start, like, we're talking denim overalls, yep. like, big poofy hats. I might. Like, honey, I can't come to bed because, like, I, you know, the uh, caboose is out of a line. Locomotive 487's you know, not like, working right. Where do we draw the line? Yeah, I don't know. But I can tell you, and speaking of my tall, beautiful wife, I don't think she's ever been less attracted to me. When I, so. when I called her at work, I disturbed her in her very hard work day and said, babe. Guess what I just did. Guess what I just did. And I said, I bought a bunch of antique model trains. And what I thought would happen was, and I was just work her up. Into On just my a, way home right now. Yeah. I thought I was just going to work her up into just like an unbridled sexual froth. Sure you did. It did not happen that way. And in fact, I even used a line of like, uh, I saw where the conversation was going. I was like, hey, is that the uh, the smoke alarm in, in your office going off? She's like, no, it's not. I go, oh, because I thought, uh, thought I just leave like, panties on fire. Right now. Are you fucking done? <laughs> like, sorry. But yeah, Ryan or Becky, train, train guy. guy. Yeah, official yeah. unofficial. And official unofficial, this will be the last episode that Ryan is going to be on because he's <laughs> now a fucking train guy and I... I don't know. Just take a picture of every episode, and like you said, I'm just wearing I just, I, I, the outfit. I'm, just comes more and more old time. Yeah. I get like the Abe Lincoln beard. I yeah. got a pipe. I get the big. Yeah, if I you get come the big into hat. a subsequent episode and just like found gold me, in these mountains, let me, you, let me tell you about this engine that I bought. I don't know why you've just like you've really just got a southern draw, but it's yeah. just like how no. I see the whole ensemble. You're gonna probably. You're I will bring someone in. You're gonna hear a lot of bad impressions. Of different places from around the world, mostly coming from me this episode. So just strap yourself in. Yeah, well, you know, we don't want to offend anybody to to an aggressive degree. Like there's no. there's gonna be mild. I mean, we're talking. We're eventually gonna be talking about punching people's faces. Yeah, it's so. it's fun and friendly banter. Well, that is exciting for you. Sure is, Mike. Just how me. have you been? Me, I've been battling a debilitating respiratory infection. It's not really debilitating. <laughs> like I. I I wrote a message to my provider being like, it's not getting worse. Nope. And it ain't getting better. Nope. I don't know how much cough medicine I can I can suck down, but Ask there's probably going to be good one or two good hack sessions. It's usually when I laugh, which is just oddly inconvenient. But besides that, just got back from a trip to Charleston with my family. The uh, most haunted place in the United States. Sure. Ghouls. Didn't see any ghouls. Spectres. Didn't see any spectres. Phantasmas. Didn't see any phantasms. I didn't. I uh, didn't see. I mean, any ghosts. Oh, okay. It was it was lovely. I mean, we were right off uh, King Street. Uh, anybody who's ever been to Charleston or has been, highly recommend it. Food was out of this world. South Carolina is always my place. If if I was ever to live down south, that's the farthest I would go is somewhere okay. somewhere in South Carolina. All right. Florida's crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah, gators and meth. But anyway, so Florida so does. Other than that, besides the the respiratory thing still going on. Yep. But couldn't be happier Love with it. my best bud. We're, we're back recording. in action. We're doing it. So to that, to all our vino volleyers out there, I think it's time. You think it's time? I think it's time. Oh, before we apparently it's not time. It's not time. Yep. First, people reaching out, participating, emailing, 
We've taken it to the next level. You've taken it to the next level. I have. We have our different media outlets. Vinovali85 is Instagram. We post on that and, and try to keep it up to date as to the wines we're drinking to ensure that our our listeners can potentially buy a bottle and, yep. and drink it with us. Although if you're listening to it on a Tuesday afternoon, man, you know what? Actually, fuck it. I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah, whatever. It's your life. Yeah, you yeah. do whatever you want to do. Drink it on a Tuesday afternoon, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, drink, so, drink a bottle of wine. Yeah, throw your, who cares, Throw right? a leg over your wife. So, <laughs> <laughs> or, or whomever, yeah, or whomever you are with in a consensual yeah, relationship. There's by no means are all our listeners male, so you know. Yeah, I yep. don't really go to that. Yeah, hey. Yeah, lift a leg up, throw a leg <laughs> up, scissor legs, and, and all the legs everywhere, <laughs> every every everywhere in any any way you want. Okay, that's that's where we're going with that. Anyway, so I, I digress. Uh, VinoVolley85 at gmail.com is our email yep. and is our main means of communication at this point for folks to reach out about Most Punchable Faces, who they think will we'll read some of those uh, aloud today, uh, which is great. So we, w- we want those to keep coming in, as well as if you have tried the wine, have different thoughts about it, or have tried different wines that you think would be a good one to utilize on an episode, we always want you to read out. The newest one for us is I've created a website. Sure have. And the, the name just rolls off the tongue. So funny yet exasperating story is I – the name really was just like it's kind of lengthy. So I was like, all right, I'm going to make this easy. I'm just going to buy the domain VinoVolley.com. Boom. Buy it. Did it. You know, for a year, I was like, we'll do it. Then I went to my Wix account and was like, all right, let's input VinoVolley.com. And it was like, oh, hey, great. You paid all that money for it. Sure did. It wasn't really that much money. But they're like, you now need to upgrade your account to like 16 bucks, bucks a month. That's how they get you. Not going to do that. So with that, I've just ensured that no one can use VinoVolley.com for a year. But that also yeah, includes, jokes on you fuckers. It, it includes us. So our website is VinoVolley85.wixsite, W-I-X-S-I-T-E, dot com slash VinoVolley. We look great in that picture. That, uh, for those who uh, hit the website, is a picture of us from Portugal in our all linen outfits. Just two and, yeah, stallions. We just do. I mean, we look good. We look <laughs> but anyway, what, what the website is all about is, one, it's just a little bit about our story, who we are, and the second subsequent page is the wines. And so what we will do is this is going to be a continually growing page where each uh, episode, as we review the wine, we'll be doing a synopsis of it on the website so that you not only can read the review if you don't remember it from the episode, but you can actually click each wine name is going to be hyperlinked to Vivino to help you get an image of Beautiful. the label to access the wine. So that will be our main means to keep you guys informed of the wines we drink and help you stay engaged to try them if you liked our thoughts about them, the tasting profile, what have you. Yeah. yeah, let's just hear your feedback. Like, it's great to see the emails and people emailing in about different segments or just any feedback in general. Like, it's it's been really nice over the last couple yeah. episodes. All right, so as I was starting to say to all our vino volleyers out there, it's time to pop those corks, indulge in a healthy pour, dive stud showing into today's episode. All right, today, before we get into the soccer aspect, we're getting into the wine aspect. We're getting into the wine. What and I've been, I've been really good this week. Have you? Yeah, last couple of days. Oh, dude, I drank. I mean, I was, you said I was in Charleston. I drank. I drank twelve bottles of wine in like four days. Yeah, that's pretty good. It was good. That's pretty good. Feeling good. A lot of antioxidants today, as we are covering the lighter side of soccer. Some general records and or facts, kind of keep things 
light, whereas last week and next week we're getting kind of in like heavier topics. Today we are going with a French wine, which admittedly I do not drink a lot of French wine. Uh, we're going with a Louis Jadot. It is a Beaujolais. 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 And again, I can't say it without having like some sort of like Tennessee... Like oil tycoon, like oh that down there is that that's a Beaujolais right there, Miss Beaujolais. She getting courted by some nefarious gentlemen, which is better than what I originally proposed to you. Which, which we're not, yeah, we're not gonna. We'll oh, say you, what it was going to be. Yeah, it was gonna be like a Cajun Creole. Yeah, down there, down there, no, down there. No, and do we? Okay, it's there. It's out there. Yep, that's what I was gonna do. Anyway, we have the Louis Jadot Beaujolais 2020. I have readytorollwine.com with the winemaker's notes. This is 100% gamay. Gamay. Gimme. Gimme. That gamay. It's like a little kid being like, my gimme. My gimme. <laughs> this is pretty much on the lightest end of the spectrum of red wine before you get into like the rosé territory. Is that correct? It's the lightest grape as far as like the red family is concerned, and because a rosé is a is a mix of red and white. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like fact check. Fact check number one. I'm gonna say it is. <laughs> Fuck it. It is. Anyway. So the winemaker's notes on this Beaujolais. This plump, juicy wine has fresh aromas and flavors of strawberries and black cherries, offset by a lively, peppery note. Okay. So unlike wine.com, nothing about weird like no like no like baseball mitt hints of foie gras. Yeah, uh, old cedar pain. old old cedar fencing. Tastes like Napoleon's hat. <laughs> tastes tastes <laughs> like a Napoleon complex. This is this is the wine for short people. <laughs> this wine pairs beautifully alongside hors d'oeuvres, mild Hors-de-bars. cheeses, and poultry dishes. So a red that you chicken. would do with more mild cheeses and chicken. Which, like, to Turkey, me, like, pheasant, I know, quail. like, you know, certain wines, like, whites go with certain meats and red. Uh, me, yep. I'm just like, I'll drink it with anything. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you and I are, like, Give me a hot dog and yeah. I'll, I'll slug back, like, I'll, a cab. Yeah. Like, I don't care. It's the antioxidants. Yeah. So, let's fill these glasses. Let's get down to it. Yeah, so just, again, I always I feel like always full disclosure, our, our process is always the same for the wine. We pop the cork, we throw an aerator in it, we pour the glasses, we let it sit, you know, for the couple minutes that we do our intro, and then we take our, our first official sip. So with that, I'm going to go over to Ryan, and, and we'll get our official cheers. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. All right, let's see what this Beaujolais is all about. Take us down. So big strawberries up front on the nose. Yeah, I know when we did the petite Syrah, the nose was a little weird. I think I said a little sulfite-y. Yours was. I, with the Portuguese wine, that was the well, one that, that hit like medicinally. Yeah. But this one, like right out the gate. It's got a real good smell to it. Yeah, very gentle, but like big, big on strawberries. That's about, I would say, that's about all I'm getting. Like I don't think, I'm not getting any subtle notes of like chocolate. I'm not smelling any vanilla. Or anything like that. What do we? That's uh, really good. Kid likes it. Super smooth. Yeah. See, this is something that I would want to drink. Noshing heavy. I mean, it's super light. Yeah. Like you can. I. I mean, obviously, you know, we've just started down this rabbit hole, but I feel like you can, you can really do some damage on this bottle and yeah, like this feel, would feel be fine at at thirteen thirteen point one eight percent, which yeah. is weirdly accurate. This is a bottle that. You know, you could open up on a Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon, 
you know, put out some some snick snacks, you know, just kind of like hours. Yeah. nice charcuterie. Oh, love oh, a good charcuterie. Oh, damn, warm meat and cheese, just letting it sit. I love it. Yeah, I do. I really do. Love it. And I'm one of the few people who really truly enjoys olives. Oh, but I. No, but there's like, there's like, it's very strong. Oh, I think it's like, it's it's a you lover. Like, I'll eat them like they're grapes. But this is a wine where you and your, whoever you're with, could be a group of people, significant other, sitting around, chatting, noshing, and just this wine would go down in a a snap. Super easy. Yeah, it's uh, very. And gentle. Very light. For a lighter wine, still got pretty good legs. Yeah. Uh, I love the nose on it. The, again, and the mouthfeel for me is, is. On the lighter side, I like a heavier wine, but the flavor is good. You get a lot of the berries up front, and mm-hmm. it, for me, it does have a dry finish. Who, Which the, is weird because I'm not getting the super dry finish, but then again, I don't think the respiratory infection has anything to do with it. It doesn't affect the tongue. Hmm. Again, well, so I was talking to somebody else about this where I was like, oh, like you hear like the, the tasting notes. Head bones like, it, connected it, to the shoulder yeah, bone. Yeah, it could be it could be different <laughs> for everyone. But yeah. it's, I, think, I think it finishes. Good. I mean, aren't we all just unique snowflakes, really? Just like farts. That's yeah. who we're like. It's true. Snowflake. So uh, just to kind of tie in as we, we branch into the, the topic, the reason I, we chose, and I think we talked about this on the last episode, but just to recap, the reason we chose this is because it is the Gamay. It's the lightest grape on the red spectrum, and we are going to dive into the lighter side of soccer. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the dark arts. We did. So we were like, ah, oh, let's go with the, the lighter side. And some of these may be light to us, and if, you know, we – might have a, a little bit different sense of a of a humor, yeah. But anyway, so we've compiled a list of what we found, and this is the one time, and I can't believe I'm saying this, the internet, yes, let me down. Yeah, this. Uh, it wasn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. No, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't do the reading. No, I know. I did do there. some research. Yeah. And for the whopping probably twelve and a half minutes, I did. It was it was hard. Twelve minutes. Yeah, I mean. I'm a train guy now. <laughs> you should, you should see. I'm, ba- I'm bartering. I'm bartering on the interweb for like an- antique locomotives. Um, Be on the lookout for Ryan's next podcast. <laughs> trains. <laughs> train trains, guy. Trains, trains. Since the last time we sat at this table and enjoyed wine and soccer talk, Chelsea actually won a game. They sure did. So there you go. Dude, One billion dollars in. Uh, oh my god. In money like spent. That should be like. The, its own episode of the dumpster fire that is Chelsea. Like, great for them. Like, yeah. they found the win- winning formula is you know be down, be down to nine men. Yeah. Play against nine men and hey, yeah, we'll, we'll find find a way. But, Overcome I mean, adversity. We'll, they, they, their time will come. Let's not let's yeah. not jump jump ship because there's plenty of punchable faces there, and I've already got it in my mind. But anyway, lot lot has happened. Shall we dive into the lighter side? I'm ready. I have. I would say five. Quality piece of information, facts, sourced, mind you, because if anything, I am an academic, uh, and I will give you my source. It came from the Mirror in the UK. All of these came from the Mirror. Yeah. Good for you. Uh, none of mine are sourced. Sure Mine on. came from Google. <laughs> okay. Sourced Google, so, you know, hashtag don't, don't sue Yeah. Uh, when we get to them. But yeah, right guy. And, and even in good academic standing, I'm going to try not to read off and plagiarize. I'm going to paraphrase to the best of my I'm ability. Plagiarize? Yeah, you're just going to read it off word yeah, for word. Yeah. Or try to. I don't, I don't have an imagination. 
You can't read. I can't, I can't do numbers. Read. Yeah, well, well, we'll hit that shortly. So, All right, so let's begin with the lighter side. Lighter Facts, side. records, information oh. about the beautiful game. We're going to start in the Premier League with the quickest red card. Are we going to end in the Premier League? Yeah, sure. Because it's the mirror, so. Yeah. Okay. These, yeah, these are, coincidentally enough, all uh, in the Premier League. The I'll come back to that one. Already off to a great start. Man United yes. have never lost a Premier League game at Old Trafford in which they have been ahead at halftime. Now, I put my source down. I did not record what year this was released in. 1987. Either way, that's an incredible stat. Yes. Up at half, never losing a game. That's wild. That is incredible. That's impressive. That is Patriots at Gillette in the early aughts, not losing at home. That's an American football dynasty. Sure is. You can use your hands. Now they suck. Sure do. Ugh. Moving on. Like the men in the bushes at the Prudential Center in Boston. <laughs> Recover. Alan Shearer has missed the most Premier League penalties, 11. So he's missed 11 penalty kicks in his career. Yeah. That's a lot. It is, but like, you gotta, I, well... Again, continue. In fairness. In fairness. He's also scored the most at 56, which is a stupid amount of penalty kicks. He also holds the record for most goals in the Premier League. Mm. So, again, 11... Coincidence. Yeah, 11 seems like a lot, but he also... Because I remember no one was probably happier than Alan Shearer when Harry Kane left the Premier League to go to the Bundesliga. Yeah. uh, Because... He was close to beating his record, and now it remains intact and may never be be beaten as he – I forget what the total number is. Yeah, it's it like is the, it's a like, foolish yeah, amount it's of It's like the, uh, the 72 Dolphins. Any of them guys who are still alive, they parade around when anyone's having a perfect season. Yeah. They'll be dead soon. Yeah. So good thing for Harry Kane because he – you know, as we get to the punchable phase, he was, he was definitely oh, a runner. But, yeah, hey, you know flyer. what? We're not we're not ending at the Premier League. This this podcast is here to stay, and we will make it to the Bundesliga, we, Syria, yeah. La Liga. No one's safe. No we're one gonna is fucking safe. Punch everyone in the face. <laughs> James Milner, someone near and dear to our hearts. Yes. At a archaic thirty-seven years of age. Now, for those out there who may not be as well versed, take a look at pictures of James Milner. And I know when we watched him in games, you're looking at this guy, you're watching him play, and you're just like, this dude is in his 40s. Yeah, weathered. And Grizzled. He's, it's just like when you realize he's younger than, than us, it was a gut punch and a dick punch. Like, I don't feel great. And a, and a cool open, and maybe a good punch. <laughs> you just like, just like, really just went, like, just yeah. went down the line. James Milner. James Milner. Has scored in 47 different Premier League games. Wild stuff. And hasn't lost any of them. So any game he has scored in in the Premier League, I'm going to assume before, well, I don't know how what he's getting for minutes this year, hasn't lost any of those games. That's crazy. Well, James Milner scores. Scored, I don't think he scored for Brighton. No. Nah. James Milner scores. You're winning that game. Yeah. Now. Wild. He, I mean, he's just a freak athlete too. And again, 37, uh, you, you're looking like, what have I done with my life? Uh, but he, when he was Liverpool, he would always win the Lactate test? I'm pretty yeah. sure that's the name yeah, of it. Yeah, lactic acid test. Okay, so when I, I like had a, like a shy giggle to myself, I was just like, you know, just milking a bunch of men. Yeah, yeah. That's apparently not the case. No, that's what the aliens lactic do acid. when they abduct anyway. you. Yeah, exactly. So lactic acid, he would always win. Even at like 35, 36, he would still beat out, you know, some guys that are like 
nice. So, like, the dude's in incredible shape. Yeah. But anyway, uh, James Milner, man. Just... What a guy. What a guy. Moving on. Moving on. This is, in consecutive years, Cesar Azpilicueta. In 1617, West Morgan in 1516, John Terry in 1415, and then, this is the outlier, Gary Pallister in 92-93, are the only outfield players to play every minute of the season for Premier League title-winning team. They were never subbed off. They played every minute winning a Premier League title. It's incredible. Workhorse. So, I know I recognize three out of the four names. Right. Are defenders is the fourth a defender as well? Do you know that? I'm assuming by outfield is what they mean. Right. In baseball, that's the people the farthest. Sure is. Yeah. So okay. We're gonna assume. Why wouldn't they just say defender? Britain. Everton. Hard man, which is just funny to say. Duncan Ferguson. So let me let me let me run that sentence back. Everton hard man Duncan Ferguson, which means just like Kind of a kind of a goon, kind of a rough and tumble guy. He's not not just a guy. Who's no, just, just like fully torqued yeah, all hours of the day. Duncan Ferguson, <laughs> the hard man, played every game with a raging erection. That's his record. The lighter side. The lighter side uh, has an unrivaled disciplinary record in the Premier League. Big Dunk, as he was called, one of the most frightening players to go up against. Worse yet, his notorious behavior was not limited to his time in the Premier League. The dude was just a goon. His worst moment came when he headbutted Wraith Rover's John McStay while playing for Rangers. He was served a 12-game ban and was sent to prison for three months and charged with assault. Ferguson averaged a red card every 33 games in the Premier League, which, run the numbers, it's pretty much guaranteed one season when you read that all i could think of was like happy gilmore he's like oh i still hold the record because i took off my skate and tried to yeah (laughs) like that's that's big dunk to me right like he's just out there for blood yeah and he can like kind of run and play he's the equivalent he's he's the equivalent of like a hockey goon because he managed for a while right uh i mean not a while like he was an interim manager and they did they did well like but he would do on the sideline yeah you were just like there's two things that ain't nothing to fuck with there's wu-tang clan yeah that's true big dunk for oh i love it you know like he's just like (laughs) he was he was the real deal so yeah i i believe it oh that's good tried to take off my skate (laughs) and my last one which is going to segue into one that you have. This is a point-counterpoint. Quickest red card in Premier League history belongs to Manchester United Newcastle winger Keith Gillespie. He was playing for Sheffield against Reading in 2007, was brought on as a substitute, and then sent off 12 seconds later. The game did not even like begin playing. He came in and jostling for position, threw an elbow in the face of Reading's Stephen Hunt, was sent off, and then as he was sent off, pushed Hunt in the face as he left the field. Uh, no, play no had charmer, not, this guy. Yeah, player had not technically restarted, so you could say it was either 12 seconds of on-field time or zero seconds of game time. As we know that everything is accounted for, I'm going to go with the 12 seconds, and I'll lead into my fastest red card in the history of soccer. Okay. Lee Todd at a whopping two seconds. Two Okay. Seconds. Now get a load of this. Todd got his marching orders for foul language. Todd had his back to the referee at the start of this. The Cross Farms Sunday League 
game against Totten East Reach Wanderers. Okay, which is lo- it's which a mouthful. Is, which is ridiculous. Imagine putting that shit on a jersey. Yeah, it's the old Blackstone like, Stone goes, Throwers today. Goes <laughs> under the armpit to like the backside, be like, "Yep, that's the name of our team right yeah, here." Yeah, they're playing the old Matchpeak Clam Shuckers this week. <laughs> like, what? It's just like ridiculous oh my stuff. God. Like, let's just like throw words together. Yeah, you know, you throw enough shit to the wall, something's gonna stick, right? So, apparently, uh, he was startled by the force with which <laughs> the whistle was blown for kickoff, to which he said, fuck me, that was loud. And the referee promptly showed him the red card. Okay, so one, that, I mean, that ref's a prick. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, if someone was, like, blown in my ear, I probably would have been pretty, but, like, that's kind of hilarious. A Sunday league game. This, this is, is, like, like a st- Sunday. I'm like, I'm, like, every now and again on my social media feed, I get, like, yeah, yeah. Sunday leagues. And it... There, it's just like, like people are getting like mule kicks. Oh yeah, no, no yeah. like, to, so and kind of to the point, like, like that shit like happens, and like some guys just like, ah, I'm gonna say the f word, and it's just like, yeah, instant red card, like not a yellow, just a red, yeah, but two seconds. So, good for you, Lee Todd. That is an incredible record. Go, Lee Todd. All right, the next one I have is the longest headed goal, Joan Samuelson. 190 foot header it won his team the match and set him into the record books so 190 feet we said was 60 six over 63 feet 60 63 yards so 63 yards so you're over midfield yeah that's stupid like that would be like wind to your back where was the goalie did he fall down is he dead (laughs) yeah Did he just shit? I mean, sixty-three feet. I mean, you okay? So there's the there's the famous like Beckham kick. Sorry, sixty-three yards. I keep saying feet because this is America, but yeah, there's the famous yards Beckham. is all, yards is also right. It's okay. Not a math guy. It's not meters. Digress. Beckham's like that one of those famous kicks. He was over like he was over midfield. Yeah, might might have been a little bit more than than sixty-three, but like still like put some pace on it, and you gotta catch the keeper out. Like you gotta catch him off guard. Like. I guess we, we didn't really get – I didn't get into the weeds. I couldn't find the specifics of what happened. Right. But, like, if anybody remembers Like, did this, it go 100 feet in the air and then drop down? It's, like, like imagine was, he the, go, was he going for goal? Like, was he just like, oh, yeah, like, I've got these two – like, was, were his legs <laughs> shit? And he was just like, well, I can't use my arms, so I'm just going to – Going to use me head. Did he have a huge dome? And it was just like, God, me, me. And just, you know. So I mean, imagine all those questions. Running full speed, hitting a ball, and having it go sixty-three yards. Like that's in the, the air. only thing is, like I'm thinking, like he was a defender. He was like talking to the goalie and was just like, just had this feeling, just like I can head this, and then just started sprinting from end line midfield and just like Superman dove yeah. into it and caught it with just like goalie fell down, broke his leg. If anyone can find that clip and send that if to it, us, if it, if, if it exists, we want to see it. Cause yeah, do it. Do us a solid. And, you know, we kind of did a dry run through these. I'm not going to read all of these verbatim because uh, Ryan can't do math. And apparently, I can't read. I can pronounce names, You though. know what? Do you want – I'll just, like, I'll point to you. Yeah, yeah. We'll do the name when I when I call for it. Uh, the reason I, I realized I can't read is when we were down in, in Charleston, I found a place <laughs> that I thought was, was Ellie's place. And it was my daughter's name. is Eleanor. I was like, oh, this is great. And then my wife was just like um, – yeah, that place that you were talking about, it's it's Eli's place. And I was like, oh, and I was like, maybe yes. It was didn't have two L's. It was Eli's. I can't read. So, so Ryan's gonna help me with this. But 
I found this funny. The most red cards in a single match, 36 in one game. 36. 36. 11 people on each side. So you got 22 there. So it was not only where is it all the players, but substitutes and technical staff between Claypool and... Well, it was in Argentina, so... It was it in could Argentina. Be, I, I, doubt it's, I doubt it's going to be like Claypool. It might be like Claypole. Claypole. And... Arenas. Arenas. Uh, this is back in 2011. Long story short, shit got real. Two players got sent off in the first half, and then chaos descended amongst the ranks, to which players were lunging into, uh, into tackles. There were repeated standoffs between them, so it boiled over into a mass brawl. Saw the managers, players, everybody. Managers. Red-carded. People coming fans in from the stands. Just like a fan was just like, red-carded. <laughs> the book. Wild scene in Argentina. Very yeah, passionate. 36 red cards in a single match. Incredible. Like, you stop the game, that's it. Well, I mean, they had to. There were no... no well, yeah, I mean, I'm just play. saying, like, that's... that. There you yeah. go. Unbelievable. Everyone going. All right, and I found this funny. Not for this guy, but the record for the most own goals goes to good old Richard Dick Dunn. Goal Dickie Dunn. Imagine, I can't imagine he's ever been called Dick Dunn. Dick down, Dick Dunn. What if it's Dunny? Oh, Dickie Dunny. Dickie Dunny. D-U-N-N-E. You could be right. Hmm. I can't hmm. read. Wow. So, ten. Ten, ten own, own goals. goals. God. Imagine being like, a again, coach. Like, again, I don't know, like, the, the length of his career, but, like, putting it into your own net ten times, like, we know how passionate the fans are. Yeah. They must be like, oh, here comes fucking Dunny again. It, like, gonna, yeah. you know, like, like just Im- kick it that way. Yeah. Like, imagine a coach being like, all right, Rick. All right, Richard. <laughs> all right, Dick. Like, two minutes left. We're up one. Our Ooh, center back just, just, just pulled his hamstring. Go that way. All you gotta do is just play your position we're going to have a guy overlapping you. You literally just have to be a warm body. He's like, okay. And he just freaking rifles one in his own net. It's just like he's just the he's just bad luck. Yeah. Ten goals. Ugh. Yeah. Brutal. All right. The uh, There's a tie for two players. And again, I think this is the lighter side, but probably for them. It's pretty dark days for them. Yeah. Is uh, who holds the record for relegation? Herman. I'm going to need your help there, Rye. <laughs> Ryderson. Ryderson. I'm assuming Norwegian. Yep, uh, with Crystal Palace, Wimbledon, Ipswich, Charlton Athletic, and Portsmouth. So five times tied with Nathan Blake with Sheffield. That guy's name's Nathan Blake. That was an easy one. Okay. I, I got that one. <laughs> uh, twice with Bolton, Blackburn, and Wolves. In future episodes, we're going to talk about the beauty and agony of relegation. These guys went through it five One times. of the best things in sports. Oh, I love but it. But imagine. Imagine if like in, in the you know pro football, like American football. Yep. The bottom three teams went to the CFL, and like you could do it in hockey, and I'm telling you, could do you, it in hockey. It'd be I would love incredible, it. incredible. But we'll talk about that on a, on a later episode. We'll talk about it, and when we talk about the beauty of Im- relegation, but just imagine being like, oh yeah, you know, I got, I got, you know, I'm on loan, yeah. or I got, you know, bought by this team. You know, it's gonna be a new year. I'm excited, and then it's just like back at the bottom. Yeah. Ugh, brutal. So. Biggest defeat, and I'm not going to go through the names. This should come with an asterisk, this one. Because? Oh, because it's, it's yeah, foul I mean. play. But anyway, it's 149 to 0. So if you look up, like, biggest defeat, A.S. Edema and so I... Emreen? <laughs> I don't know. Emreen? Yeah, I mean, just go S.O.E. So these teams were in Malaysia. They're in Malaysia. It's a Malaysian league. Essentially, it's a round robin. There was some controversy with the penultimate game that kind of cost them 
the title. So they were just like, well, fuck the man. Yep. Not only are we going to lose, but they basically anytime the ball was kicked, they just hoofed it into their own net and did it 149 times. The other team, the article said, bemused. I think it's an understatement. I would be absolutely laughing if like the other team was just cooking it into the net every time. Because imagine like you're – Kicking off after you get a goal scored on you, yep. either which way. So they were just kicking it off to yep. their players and firing it into yep. an open net. And so, like the coaches, there was the whole big thing, a lot of names with a lot of vowels and consonants. Uh, but a bunch of people were suspended. Huge big to do. Check it out. Oh, you mean you never heard of uh, Ratsim Ranazi? Yeah, exactly. Uh, there Ratsim is a Sazaka. There is a video, and at first when I was watching it because I hadn't read the article, I was like. These guys are fucking terrible. Yeah. Like, how are they so bad defensively? And then I realized they were scoring on themselves. It made a lot more sense. But it is a wild video. Check it out. 149 to zero. It's exhausting. Just trying to lose like that. All right. Now, any child, I'm sure, at one point in their lives went to, like, uh, Ringling Brothers and got this this uh, this item. It is the Vuvuzela. Nailed it. And it is that obnoxiously loud plastic horn. It's like the drone horn. Yeah. yeah. And there is now a, is a record for the most people blowing uh, the Vuvuzela uh, simultaneously. That number is 12,511 was blown at a game in South Africa. I remember I wanted it because we went to the uh, Olympics in Atlanta. I think it was mm-hmm. 96. And like he had, like, I was like, I was like, I'm going to blow this horn. Yeah. But like now as an adult, if I went to that game, you talk about punchable faces. Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> Everyone, getting like, Everyone's getting assaulted. Huh, just like, just suck, sucker punches left and right. Let's see. Most injured player in soccer history. Poor bastard. I found it mildly amusing. Agreed. So topping the injury-stricken list is former Arsenal midfielder Diaby. Tipped to become Patrick Vieira's worthy successor upon his arrival in North London, Frenchman was not given the greatest of chances. Leading the way with 1,747 days spent injured. Which, quick conversion, that's 4.7 years. Yeah. That's insane. 314 matches missed across 21 separate injuries. Not like a recurring thing. 21 separate injuries. Either the dude's made of glass or he's like milking the paycheck. 21 injuries? Like four years straight? Come on. Incredible. Take a multivitamin. <laughs> yeah, right? Drink some fucking milk, dude. Yeah. Uh, his career-ending challenge dealt by Sunderland man Dan Smith will never be forgotten, especially in the eyes of Arsene Wenger, who threatened to take legal action. I found that lighter, apparently. It's, I think. Maybe I mean, it's a re- it's a record. Well, that wasn't the point. It was the lighter side of soccer. It was a record. So, like, I remember his name being like he's the next big yeah. thing, and then you never heard anything else about him because unless you were an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Well, record for most times hit in the woodwork. Robin Van Persie, forty four times. That's a lot of tingies. I mean, again, he's put it in the back of the net plenty of times, but man, yeah. I feel like I feel like our boy uh, Darwin is, oh. is dude's like. He's, he's, he's hit the woodwork several times already. Don't, like we'll don't, see. don't get me started. It's not, it's not the time. Not the time. And then this one, I think, really does hit the, the lighter side, the aspirational side. It's the highest game of football ever played. This is a, there's a, a lot of layers to this story. There's a lot of layers to it. Although the Bolivian El Alto Municipal Stadium holds the record for highest stadium above sea level, 
The team at Equal Playing Field managed to take it to the next level in 2017 with their own contribution to football world records. The all-women side battle against the elements in a six-day climb to play a game of football in a volcanic crater on Mount Kilimanjaro. Okay. Okay. Before you continue. A bunch of women playing in a volcano. In a, in a fucking volcanic and, crater. And they were still cold. And they... <laughs> That, that's, it's, all, that's all I'm going to say about that. It's still damn near a, mi- a mile up. That always reminds like, me of that, that uh, Family Guy episode. But I think they, they climb Mount Everest. Yeah. And Lois wakes up and the tent is like flapping open. And she's like, Peter, close the door. It's freezing. He's like, breaking news. Woman cold. <laughs> and like zips it up. Anyway, continue. Awesome. Yeah. Incredible. You're, you're, you're climbing six days yeah. to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Someone somewhere has either made a football field or like lined a soccer field there and then you're playing a game in a volcanic crater love it i want to see more of it so well you probably can because it was followed by a documentary crew the group was made up of olympic medalists and international level players and they made the ascent to raise awareness for inequalities in female sport as well as to inspire the next generation of women footballers and the beautiful game was played at an altitude of 5714 meters and officially ended in a zero zero draw Still a good story. Great story. And we'll end this with, which I think was pretty hilarious, the drunk referee. Sergei Sergei Shmolik refereed pretty much an entire Belarusian first division match from the center circle. (laughs) So drunk was he that he couldn't keep up with play. In the second half, he hardly moved around the pitch at all, a source says. By the end of the game, the reason was evident to everyone. The referee was shit-faced. <laughs> this was confirmed by medical tests later that evening. Listen, what a legend. Listen, like, you take any Slavic dude, pump him full of vodka, and like they'll be able to like stand and do something okay. Listen, I've gone to work <laughs> hungover after a long night of vodka Red Bull, so I can sympathize with dear old Sergey. I think this is a power move. And I love it. The guy, the dude's probably shaped like a like a like a Eastern European snowman, yeah. just sweating from all the all the vodka he just consumed, and he's still trying to call a game. Yeah. Now he showed up. He showed up, and I think that's like a good official wrap up. But there's one I I did want. There's really no more needs to be said. I, I think you need to Google search, uh, but just Google Phil Jones's face. Okay. Uh, former Man United defender, and that dude is like the poster child for just like the dirt face. <laughs> and like he, I think he like there's one where he like kind of like is trying to like head the ball, but his face is already like in the dirt, and so he's just like like inchworming across. Like he, he's got like a face only a father like, can just, hit. Just do yourself a favor <laughs> as we we wrap up the lighter side. Google Phil Jones's face. Okay, you won't be disappointed. All right, Guy, let's check in on the line. All right. I'm on board. It's still has real- it changed? Has it changed at all? No. Ever since we opened it up, it's still big strawberries. It's light, light tasting. I'm not getting the aftertaste or like the not the burn, but the the dry. Sorry, the dryness that you're getting. Okay. I still feel like it's um, I want to say like lush because that's not the right term, but I think because it's so light, you're getting. Strawberries, you're getting berries, and then it's not super lingering, like in the mouth. But that's that, that's just how I'm feeling. I agree with a lot. Super fruit forward, very light. I don't think it's changed much at all. I think 
you know, based on what we did, you can, because, you know, kind of going back to that Portuguese wine, it definitely changed, right? Like, you needed to let it sit. Yeah. So this one is pop the cork, pour a glass, enjoy. It's light. It's fruity. To me, it has a dry finish. But, yeah, it's, I think, I think, it, I think it's enjoyable. And as, you know, I try to tie everything together, we're talking about the lighter side of soccer. We went with the uh, grape that's on the the lightest side. The reason that we chose the team, mm-hmm. Tottenham Hotspur, uh, because their jersey are white. And so, my friend, we are at, which I, I think might be our our favorite part of the episode, each episode. I love it. I hope our fans love it. And it seems people do. We get some responses. We got, we got some responses. We're at the most punchable face, my friend. So let's talk what? about who we just want to absolutely fucking suck, right? The oh, kisser. And you this? know what? I think we're hoping every episode, if he has his input, we'd love to hear from your, your nine-year-old son. What does is, what is Ryder uh, have to say? So I'm going to start before I, I, I... Preface the innocence of a child. Yeah. Before I get to what well, my nine-year-old, his input in this... I can't stand the name Tottenham Hotspur. It doesn't flow. It doesn't flow. No. I I don't I, like. I get the idea. It's like, oh, it's a, it's a chicken. The is Hotspur. That what a hotspur is? Yeah. The Hotspur is a chicken. Like the spurs on like a like a chicken like the back of a chicken. Oh. I could oh. be totally wrong. Maybe this is my first one. I have to fact check myself. I don't care for the name. Yeah. It doesn't flow. It's no. too long. Like even like Wolverhampton Wolves Wonders. flows. See, that's when we talk about them. That's my big issue with that. Just say, just say wolves. Well, Wolverhampton Wolves would be redundant, wouldn't it? Because you have Wolver. That's why I was confused by the whole thing. I'm a simple man. Anyway, just a man in his trades. <laughs> just a man with his trades. Tottenham Hotspur, a fairly but not really successful club in the last few years. You know, made it to the Champions League final, but really can't win a GD thing. And I love it. I know. It's a team, it, it's pretty easy to dislike, and not because of one thing or another. It's just like a back burner, easy team to root against. Yeah. But as I'm looking through their roster right now, and I have it brought up uh, on uh, my phone, I've gone through. Before we get to physical features faces, they have some of the best names I've come across in the Premier League. Let's scroll through a few real quick. Destiny Udogi. So good. It's so good. Only to be outdone, of course, by Emerson Royale, Royale which I mean, yeah. I'm Emerson Royale. Like, it's just. I like, have a lot of velvet. Yeah, a lot of velvet. Might have made some movies he's not, you know, too proud of. Just putting it on the table. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave him alone because he's. I have a feeling his name's going to be repeated a few times. And then you've got. You get simple. What I would say is the whitest name I've ever heard, and that is Alfie Whiteman. Hey, Alfie. Yeah. Hey, she's little Alfie Whiteman. Alfie Whiteman. Hey, she's the boy from down the road. Yeah, he lives That was a good one. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah, little Alfie, he's out there kicking the ball around. There you Have go. a little kick. Yeah, so he's a, ba- he's a backup goalkeeper. They've got like 18 goalkeepers. they got Fraser Forster, who I'm pretty sure will seduce your wife. To having unprotected sex because he's just a big Jesus burly Christ. man, <laughs> and then uh, the only other one, great name, probably also going to seduce your wife, Guglielmo Vicario, just just a handsome Italian guy, 
Not going to punch his face. Are you Googling? Him and I might share a uh, panino. We'll see. All right. But let's get to who we want to physically assault, hypothetically. Well, I want to hear who's Ryder. So my son, Ryder, right, he's listening to podcasts. Innocence of a nine-year-old. Innocence of a nine-year-old. As uh, I was on my way here to record, he's like, Dad, he's like, "Uh, what team are you doing? He's like, who are you going to punch in the face this week? I'm like, well, no one, because that would be assault. We're just having a delightful, fun conversation. It's a hypothetical punch. Hypothetical. He's like, I'm like, oh, we're doing Tottenham Hospital. He's like, oh, he's like 100%. It'd be, it'd be Harry Kane. I'm like, well, yes, it would, except he's not on the team. He's like, oh, is Son still on the team? I'm like, yeah, no, he definitely is. He's like, oh, I definitely punch him in the face. I was like, why? Like, what do you have against Hyung Ming Son? And he's like, I don't know. He's just got a face that needs to be punched. And I was like, the innocence of a nine-year-old, of just like you know what, just doesn't like his face. Calls it like it calls it like he sees it. I'll I'll back my my boy Ryder up and say that he was going to be my honorable mention. Yeah, and part of it is because I think that he looks to get people sent off with fouls. Yep. And two, I think it's an act. Yeah. I don't think you've, someone. You've can been be, on this for a while. You've I been don't on this think for someone while. can be that friendly. You yeah. have to have a dark side. I think it's all a facade. And for that, Ryder, go yeah. for it. Just give him. Yeah. Just give him a punch in the face. Maybe uh, Son has to look at himself in the reflection that he can see in James Madison's big-ass forehead because that dude's got a five head. He does. He but does. you know what? I'm on I'm on board with James Madison. You're going to go with James Madison? Oh, no. I'm just saying, like, I have no I have no issues with James Madison. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah. Like, shall, we, shall we go to, before we get to our own? Yep. All right. So... We've had a few listeners. Listener emails. Listener emails. Oh, this we is got great. Four. We've got a, a career high four. Oh, I love it. So we're going to keep, keep this coming. Keep we also need like, a, we need like a noise thing, like a sound yeah, effect well, for we'll like... Yeah, we'll work on... We'll work viewer well. email. Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks. You can snip that out. Yeah, we'll try. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to start with Jess. Jess wrote in and said, Naturally, when I think of a punchable face on Tottenham, Harry Kane is the immediate clear winner. Naturally. Old Malcolm Marble's head. He'll get his day in the sun. But alas, he's no longer a spur. Peruse the team photos, and even though he's not getting minutes, I definitely want to punch Brian Gilles right in the 2010 era Bieber haircut. <laughs> now, he actually did play today, so good for you, Brian Gilles. Gilles. But yes, this haircut is out of style and, one, grossly ineffective. And I, for one, agree with Jess and think that he deserves a punch in the kisser. Oh, yeah. I didn't know who this guy was. because No you know, one did, but you're yeah. actually, he's, he's a pretty popular character, as we'll get to a couple more okay. emails. Okay, continue. All right, so Brooke writes in, This may be the most boring submission, and I say to you, Brooke, no submission is a boring one. We appreciate the feedback and hope it continues for years to come. Thank you. But I think Rashalison has the most punchable face because he looks like he wants to kill someone in in his roster picture. And 90% of all the Google images I looked at to try to come up with a more exciting reason is just that. And I agree. Yeah. He's, he's, this isn't the last we've heard of Richarlison. Let's, oh, no. Let's, let's, oh, no. All right. Dropping down to Dan. Dan thinks, good old, I think that Brian Gilles has a very punchable face because he looks like a total tool bag. He has bad hair and a smug look. Yeah, take that. Dick. Yeah, Brian yeah. Gilles. That's then, not actually his last name. It's something very Spanish because he's then, from Spain. And uh, we have an honorable mention by Dan. I also think Dijan Kovaleski has a very punchable face because he just looks like it would be easy to beat him up. Now, I hope this isn't because he's a ginger. I'm going to try and not take personal <laughs> offense to it. But 
you know what? He does look like he'd go down like a sack of potatoes. So, Dan, we appreciate the write-in. Thanks, Dan. And, you know, kind of affirming what Jess has already said about good old Brian Gilles. Gilles. So keep him coming. Hopefully we'll hear from you guys next episode. Yeah. Last one comes from CJ. CJ first says, hey, guys. Hi, CJ. Love the podcast. To that, CJ, we say, we love you. So, I had to look up Tottenham's roster because I didn't know anyone on the team, except for Harry Kane. Is he still on the team? He is not. Again, we'll get his day in the sun. He seems like a pretty cool dude. He's not. He's a douche. Unless you're from England, in which case you love him. Yeah. But anyway. Hero over there. One guy immediately jumped out for me as having a face that is just begging to be punched. Richarlison. He looks like a sexy caveman. (laughs) (laughs) CJ, I question your taste in men. Yeah, it's... Uh, I can see the caveman, but... I mean, he goes on and... In, th- in this case, we're, we're going to try and be linking him to prime Brendan Fraser, which I don't, I don't much care for. But if you told me that he was found in Polly Shore's backyard, which actually I think it was... I've never seen the movie. You've never seen Encino Man? No. It was, uh, what's his name, Rudy and also Samwise Gamgee, that actor, not Polly Shore. Polly Shore was just a friend. Uh, Sean Austin? Sean Austin. Aston. Aston. Nailed anyway, it. if you were found in Polly Shore's backyard while he was digging for a new pool, I would absolutely believe you. No doubt in my mind, this guy drags a club behind him on his way to the pitch. Did you get that right, good. CJ? You got it right. That is the pitch. Nailed it. And speaks in grunts. Also, the one name thing is just kind of asking to be punched. Agreed. And then an honorable mention, good old Brian Gilles. Gilles. The whole 70s Beatles look in 2023 is deserving of a punch. Also, it grosses me out when guys with long hair get sweaty and their hair is matted to their head or is yep. flinging sweat around everywhere. It would be like playing defense against a sweaty Sasquatch in a long came Polly. <laughs> also, this made me laugh out loud. He's a doppel oh god. The wine the wine is hitting me. He's a doppelganger for Howard Wallowitz from Big Bang Theory. And if that isn't deserving of a punch, I'm not sure what is. No, CJ, you are right. Brian Gilles, Brian Gilles. definitely deserved to get punched in the face. Yep. And those are our write-ins. A That's solid awesome. four. Seems like a general consensus between Richarlison and Gilles. Brian Gilles. So, Rye Guy, what do you got? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue. <laughs> As I cough up a lung. <laughs> I'm going to continue the onslaught because this, when we figured out we were going to do Tottenham, without a question, I think we both had the... Same person in mind. Without a doubt, I disdain this player. His face, his playing style, nearly everything about him bothers me. And that is that Squidward-looking motherfucker, Richarlson. It's just his stupid blonde hair, his face, his playing style is way too overdramatic. I don't actually know what he does, yet still gets all of this money because, I don't don't know. I think it's Richarlson as well. Yes, yeah, so, so you're gonna you're gonna continue the onslaught. I'm continue it. Looks like Squidward, and even though he's not playing now, he's out for a while because he's having pubic bone surgery. Pubic bone surgery or pelvic floor muscle surgery or something like that. No, I read pubic bone. There's it no wouldn't surprise me if he hurt himself trying to dry hump himself in front of a mirror because he looks like an absolute narcissistic prick, and that's probably how he hurt himself. He might be one of the top three, for me, most disliked players in the game right now. 100%. So, one, I think, to collaborate with what you said, and if uh, if friends out here who listen to or watch Curb Your Enthusiasm, Faust it is the term, where you basically 
I don't understand how he keeps getting to better teams. Yeah. He started, I forget what team he started, but he got to, he was in Watford, and then he went to Everton, and now he went to Tottenham. Well, wasn't the whole thing he started over Bobby Firmino in the World Cup team for Brazil? I mean, that's... that's like, whole... And he did jack shit? Well, I, yeah. I mean, anyway, I don't keep, think he's continue. ever had a 20-goal scoring season. We don't fact-check, but I feel it in my... my no, you're going to fact-check, and then you'll apologize. No, that one, fuck it. Not for, not for a punchable face. I will never, <laughs> no. never apologize. Not for that guy. <clears throat> but he just keeps going. Like, everyone's like, oh, Rochelle, Rochelle. I'm like, I don't think the numbers back that. And he keeps going to better teams. People talking about him going to Real Madrid. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, what am I missing? The dude is, I mean, he's, he's a good player, but he's not, he's not what I would consider great. He's got the Squidward face. I mean, he's got a honker that you just want to absolutely pulverize. <laughs> and then his like his tough guy look. No, I equate like there were there were guys who had like that look. Like we we talked about Kobe Bryant, Black Mamba. Like when he was in a game, he'd like he'd have that protruded lower like jawline. Like was in the yeah, game. Yeah, Mamba like, menacing, right? Yeah. Charleston looks like a fucking pouty child that you just told that to eat their vegetables before they can yeah, have and dessert. He, he like he's just like perform. He, he, he pouts out like his bottom lip. He furrows his brow like a fucking child. And, yeah, I think he just – this is probably the first time – we're only three episodes into our podcast, but we are in unanimous decision that Richarlison, far and away, has the most punchable face Tottenham Hotspur. 100%. You're also bigger than him. He's only six feet tall. The same height. I think he's probably more muscular than me. I'll just punch him in his damaged <laughs> pubic bone. Oh, well, and then I'll punch him. Once I get him on his knees, <laughs> yeah, I'll fucking suck yeah. him right in the face. Ugh. But yeah, I think that's. It's, I mean, it's the first time. It might not be the only time that we're we're in this on the same wavelength. But our, it seemed like our listeners, we got some smart cookies out there. They know a punchable face when they. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And so that I think is a good wrap to the the punchable face. I uh, still feel angry though. Like yeah, I want to keep verbally assaulting him, yeah. but like in let's a way, let's do I it like all big men. Let's get on social media yeah. and just verbally. Yeah, abuse I just him. He, it's just something him. about it. Something about it, but. Alas, we got to keep some of the energy for next week's for episode. Next week. In next week's episode, we are going to be diving into Saudi Arabia, the Saudi League, into that the next team mm-hmm. that we are going to be talking about for most punchable face is none other than Newcastle United. All right. All right, as they are Saudi-backed team, I think it was only fair. So we're going to be talking about... The so as we talk about the Saudis and their kind of like conglomerate over not only Premier League soccer, but international soccer, and even we might even dive into uh, some other sports in which they have had a financial and ownership impact in or towards, we are going to get as close as we can to right, Saudi, 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 Saudi Arabia. Uh, so yeah. Uh, give it to us, right? What are we going to be drinking? Next week, we're going to drink a Messiah wine, M-A-S-S-A-Y-A. It is a Lebanese wine. Yep. I'm holding it in my hands. It is it is perfectly chilled. It's a blend of two different grapes along with their native grape is my understanding. I've never had Lebanese wine. You have. I am excited for it. I want to see what it's all yeah, about. It'll be... Um... I think it'll be a good experience, and, and, and then for our listeners who never had Lebanese wine or uh, any type of you know wine outside, the, I would say the, the big big countries, it's, it's a nice change of pace, so yeah. it's, it's good to 
to mix things up. So this is also like like rocket fuel too. This is fourteen and a half percent. So it's definitely yeah, on the it's higher gonna, end of the spectrum. Gonna be, it's gonna that, be nice, nice change of pace. So leave a leave a blanket out for me. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll let you sleep on the couch. But yeah, so we're excited to talk about Saudis, the impact they've had on on the game. Obviously, their their impact on being you know these these country bought teams like like Newcastle. So we'll we'll talk about that. And Ryan, let's. Let's kind of talk about. Let's give our final thoughts on the wine, and let's let's have a score, shall we? Yeah. All right. As I'm taking kind of like my last mouthful here, I'm getting a little bit more of like the drier towards the end, but still big strawberries, yeah. big berry, light, a little dry at the end. But then again, I've been drinking wine for over an hour now, so I think that's bound to happen. But there's no surprise. It's light. I can see where it goes with lighter food, where it goes with mild cheeses, even poultry. This would be the perfect wine if you were sitting at home and like you and your significant other were like, hey, let's let's open a bottle of wine. Let's kind of nosh. Let's pick. Let's watch a movie. Let's do some stuff. Uh, or you're bringing it over and just kind of like having like Sticky snacks, nosh food. With it. it's it's a wine that goes down super easy, very user friendly. I don't think anyone, if you took it somewhere, would hate it. All in all, for the price point, thirteen ninety nine is is a winner in my book. So what's the numeric value? Numeric out of ten, I am gonna go with a seven point eight. Highest score recorded. On Vino Volley so far by Ryan Rebecca. I appreciate your, oh, thank you. your candid nature. I just like how like it's it's easy it's easy to go down and I can see an application for it almost no, I, anywhere. And I for me, I agree. The easy nature, it is it's super drinkable, super yep. easy. You get it's got great, great nose, super berry up front, dry finish, so I like that. The things for me, the mouthfeel. I like a heavier wine. Yeah. I also like I like like a little bit higher alcohol content on like again, you could down this bottle and be be good to go. Like it's yeah. it, you know, it has that I think out of everything we've drank so far, it's got the most drinkability, right? It's just super yes. easy. Hundred percent. But for me, and again, this is all personal preference, more like towards a seven two. Okay. So, you know, when we when we post it on the website, I'll take the kind of the middle ground of you know, seven eight, yep. seven two. So we'll meet somewhere in the middle, which I think I think is you know it's a fair. Everybody's everybody's different. We're all unique uh, snowflakes. Yeah, right. Like farts, no two are alike. <laughs> and yeah, so we'll we'll post that. So we'll, speaking we'll, of posting, where can the people find us? Find you? Find me? Reach out to us. So again, as as always, you can reach out to us, vinovolley eighty five at gmail to write in about any any wine thoughts you have or most punchable faces. Uh, to stay up to date on pictures of the most punchable faces and pictures of the wine mm-hmm. and anything else as we, we continue to gain our viewership. Yeah. VinoVolley85 at Instagram. And then listen to us on Podbean on Apple Podcasts now. And soon we'll be on Spotify Ooh. as we are running out of free space on Podbean. So we're going to have to upgrade <laughs> our account right. to which we will gain access to Spotify as well. And then lastly is our newest form of media is... Our website, vinovolley85.wixsite, that's W-I-X-S-I-T-E dot com slash vinovolley. And that will give you access to our page, which has a little bit about us, and then a wine guide, which will go through each wine, a general synopsis of the review we gave, as well as our average score. Yeah, Mike, you've done a tremendous job getting this all together. Well, I like, appreciate it, It is very user-friendly. You can it find is a labor, us. It is a labor of love, yeah. for sure. But, my friend, we'd like to keep going, but we are, uh, after VAR Review, once again, we are officially out of wine, 
So it's time to put the final cork in this episode and say, listen to us next time on another exciting episode of Vino Volley. So, buddy, take us out. All right, close it episode three. By the way, I had to write the one line for Ryan because he can't remember it. I can't remember it. But well, we're going to get there. I, uh, I, don't, I don't do the reading. Yeah. He's I, a, yeah. I just show up and... Just a pretty face, yeah, man, with his trains. So, folks, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for writing in. It means a lot. Let's keep this going. Uh, remember, as always, remember to sip and soccer responsibly. I wish you a Freddie adieu. And I bid you a Freddie adieu.